Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the Bald Gun Guy podcast, our journey through the world of assassination. I want to say one location at a time, but our next episode is literally going to be more than one location. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. Joining me, as always, are Hitman Dad. That's your new title. I'll take it. I'll take it. How's it going, Matthew? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm a father now. <laughs> it, uh-huh. It's wild. Um, and I did I did search my child just because I was paranoid. Uh, no barcodes, so I think okay, okay. I think he. I mean, as of right now, I know he's not a bred sociopath, but we'll, we'll you know, it's, it, you, you never know. You can so always put I, in the work. I mean, if so. my if my Midwestern upbringing, you know, has taught me anything, if I believe hard enough, I can make it happen. <laughs> I so I don't know if you played Hitman Codename Forty Seven, the first Hitman, right? Right. But, I, um, I actually have not. Okay, well, um, he wasn't actually born with that. It's a tattoo. No, I know, I know. I, okay, I, 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 I know the co- all of that, but I, I still think it- the concern is more that someone would have swapped your baby at the hospital. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's valid. That's yes. a reasonable, you know, concern for everyone to have. Um, like you know, just when it comes out, just like you know, get a little marker and make a marker on the foot. You should use like lemon juice because then they won't see it. It's like invisible ink, and then Ooh. you can, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Then you just have to hold your baby's foot up to a candle or something to see. It. Yeah, that'll go. That'll go unbelievably <laughs> <Super> well. well. <laughs> also joining us are Hitman experts, Ty. Ty from the internet. Hello, happy to be here. Also, also from a new location where so we've had a lot of things, a lot of life that has uh, delayed our previous episode, which is going to be recorded, I believe, like in the middle of January. Yes. And then yeah. it's like, OK, you know, some some, you know, funerals to attend, some affairs yep. to sort out. A kid gets born. You move halfway across the country. It's been complicated. Yep. I'm, I'm actually in the old location, but I'm in sort of like the uh, the burned out husk of my New York apartment because um, we are halfway moved to the Midwest. Um, mm. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna finish that this weekend. But I, I've already been there and back this week, so yeah, we're de- we're definitely in the process. Uh, yeah, no no computer might sound different for you know the listeners out there. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of winging it tonight. I'm on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we will we will be back in studio. In the new studio uh, for the the next episode, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, you know, asterisk, right? We should be, but you know, listen. Yeah. I just, I just wanna, I just, you know, I never wanna deal in absolutes when I'm saying, and next time things will be better because <laughs> life, right? Uh, but yeah, no, no reason to expect that there will be any issues next time. Um, sure. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're 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 traveling the world, by which I mean to your new location and back again a couple of times. How, yeah, is, how to, has that been for you? Dead middle of America and back. Yeah, no, very exciting, exciting stuff. Unironically, though, I, I love it. I, you know, there, there there's some there's something uh, very like you're either the type of person who is going to hate driving across America, or you're the kind of person who, um, you know, uh, is who's abiding love uh, of the of the you know the whole shebang, the the people and soil and stuff is sort of reinvigorated uh mm-hmm. as, as you go across and I'm, I'm in that latter camp so i quite enjoy uh the travels but that's a yeah. that's a relief and also i mean you're going you know you you will have two things that i'm jealous of uh real winter yeah. and casey's general store yeah casey's right down the street pretty great oh man really oh yeah it's oh, dangerous damn. it's like two miles away <laughs> yeah uh, Matthew, are you familiar with the with with Casey's with the Casey's? Yeah, threat? yes, I yes I am. I I'm, I grew up in Iowa. Grew, I grew up oh. around Casey's. Casey's come and goes and quick trips. Oh, come all, and go all man. over the place. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just just for the uh, for the for the cum heads out there, um, yeah. you know, in case you weren't aware that uh, they were just uh, purchased by Maverick, which is a kind of Western Mountain region uh, gas sta- gas station chain, whatever. So now is the time to stock up on your come and go merchandise. 
Damn. Um, you know, if you're if you're down a trucker hat or uh, or t-shirt, uh, you know, you never know when they're when the presses are going to go down for the last time on that. You so. never know when someone's going to show up at the come and go and and take down that sign. You never know when they're going to come to death. I'm almost proud of that one. I, you but know, a little I, embarrassed. I, I'm just sitting here silently in admiration because I, I would never have gotten there, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing we've got going. Yes. Yeah. I'm speaking of death, actually. Um, we're primarily here. I mean, we're here to, to have fun and talk as, as you know, as, as friends and citizens of the world, um, admirers of parts of Midwest culture, but also for Hitman. Yes. It's time to talk about the last level of Hitman 2, the second DLC level. This is Haven Island. Oh, uh, a lot of my prep for this I did three months ago. So, you know, I'm getting a little bit refreshed by my own notes. I did poke the game, poke at the game some more, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wasn't going to do all this stuff again. Because um, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll just as a little tease. I think this level's a little mid. A little? <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, okay, so we're at Haven Island in the Maldives. Uh, this is a resort for the ultra-wealthy, uh, and it erases your past for you and gives you a new identity. It's sort of the, the shtick here. Um, it's a bunch of rich people pending their new identities, escaping their crimes and scandals. Uh, we have three targets. We have Tyson Williams, who's the CEO of Haven. His bio is fucking bizarre if you read it because it's like this is a guy who he starts out as like corporate security for like like retail right mm-hmm. um and then he like has anger issues so one time he catches a shoplifter and like beats them up and then get go get sent to prison for that um and then while in prison, he, you know, like get makes some connections, comes out. He becomes an illegal style bounty hunter where basically he's like grabbing people who corporations or, you know, criminal organizations are mad at. Um, as part of that, he catches our next target, Ludmilla, who's a who's a con artist. And they're like, actually, instead of turning me in, we should go into business together. And it's this, this it's this weird like, I mean, listen, fuck retail security sure. but also like retail security is this weird gateway drug to being a criminal mastermind <laughs> it's a tale as old as time really yeah. <laughs> you know I, I i'm gonna give him points for points for innovation here actually as as, as despite maybe in a, maybe oldest time for you but i guess i just don't i don't run in the right circles um speaking of which we also have ludmila vitrova she's a russian england uh russian english con artist um, and she basically scams a bunch of people pretending to be rich. She's like, I'm a, I'm a, the heir to a lost fortune. And listen, I need your help, you know, claiming my, you know, just deposit 10,000, you know, all that shit. She is um, the Nigerian prince email brought to life. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and when she got caught by Tyson, she was like, Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's, let's work. Let's go into business together. And now they do this. Um, but they needed a tech guy, which is how they got Stephen Bradley, who founded, uh, like, creates the unified login system for not Facebook, <laughs> and then realizes not Facebook is in trouble and uh, steals a bunch of data and sells it, basically cashes out, and then gets hired over here. So. But the story for this level is even more extra. Because, as you remember, we're on the trail of Providence, a.k.a. the Illuminati, right? Yes. And the head of the Illuminati are three families, the partners. So, you have figured out who the partners are. But the problem is, if you're not quick, that won't be true anymore. Because this is, as we say, they're they're at a resort for, you know, changing your identity. The partners are going to change their identity. So, what you need to do is get in and get their new identities from their database before... It can be, you know, like taken away from you before right. this trail goes cold. Um, and then once you do that, it turns out the guy you had had tied up, the constant, uh, did this on purpose 
uh, to, to get you after them while he stole all their money and, and, and ran away. Um, and man, there we go. There are four targets for, for Hitman 3, the three partners, and then the constant Arthur Edwards. So. Wrapped up. Nice bow. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. So big picture. How are you feeling about, about your time in the Maldives? I'm going to let Ty go first. Um, I had a weird relationship to this level. Um, so this is going to, it's going to seem like kind of left field, but it'll, it'll come back. I promise. Right. So mm-hmm. this is, this is a, for me, at least just off the cuff, it felt like a, an odd setting, um, because it's one of the least sort of functional, uh, locations right like we we were just at a bank or we're in you know a city where things are happening um there's there's people working and things like that right it's, it's like a site mm-hmm. of like productive social and economic activity right um yeah this is not that um however i like i i obviously you know spoiler alert i'm a you know fundamentally like european you know faustian man right and so my uh there are places like forests and mountains that have a sort of uh a built-in kind of uh, spiritual dimension, right? They're they're part of the spiritual geography of of the sort of baseline culture of which I'm a part, right? Like okay. you know, for for you Heidegger heads out there, an island in the tropics is not that, right? Like I ha- I naturally have sort of no relation to this place, so it's a place that exists like outside of um sort of what I would consider like productive activity, right? Like where I go mm-hmm. to work or do something. But it's also outside of what would be normal for me to like go uh, be in nature and have this sort of, again, sort of like maybe a higher uh, sort of like, you know, proto-spiritual experience, right? And so mm-hmm. the only thing for a person like me to do on a beautiful tropical island in the Maldives, I don't even know where the Maldives are. I mean, I, I, I do, but I don't in a, in a meaningful sense, right? They, it could sure. be anywhere. Yeah. Is I want to, it's where you lay on the beach right? You're surrounded by like attractive people, right? You're feeling the sun on your skin. You're sweating a little bit, right? Someone's bringing you nice, sweet alcoholic beverages, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you go body surfing, right? Like whatever. Sure. I don't know. But it, it's a place that exists almost outside of like any type of like normative experience, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, it almost like took me out of it in some way. Like I just kind of wanted to be there like personally, not as 47, but I just wanted to like go lay on the beach, man. Like mm. I just wanted to relax. Like it wasn't, it, I had this like strange relationship to the place because it was like, it's so completely outside of my actual like life world. Right. Sorry. Maybe too much Heidegger here, but like, no. I don't know. Um, it's, I think that's funny because it's tuning into a dynamic that I wasn't really very conscious of because I, I didn't, you know, I do too much game crit. I'm thinking of this purely in like a mechanical sense for most of this. Right. And being sure. like, oh, yeah, but like my stick, but yeah. And like I, from a mechanical perspective, I think this level's pretty boring just because so much of the space, there's nothing happening. But also from a social perspective, so much of the space, there's nothing happening. Yeah. And like when I go on vacation to like a a like a coastal area, right? And it's like, oh, we're going to spend time at the beach. I want to be anywhere else. I usually am like, okay, you guys have fun. I'll stay at the hotel and like read or something because I don't feel comfortable in those spaces. I don't like... I don't want to tan. I don't want to sit and, you know, people watch. I don't probably want to swim. I don't have anything to do in those spaces. And also, I find myself just anxious watching people just lie there for hours. It just drives me crazy. And on on some level, this this level, this location tuned into that because all the NPCs are just fucking chilling. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I uh, so also like we've sat on this episode right um, mm-hmm. for a while, or you know, getting ready to record it, and life happened. And over the course of those months, I've been um, I've been working out before and kind of paying a lot of attention to my body. But I feel like I've been hitting it pretty hard. Like I, I I'm at a point now where like I'm feeling pretty good about things, right? And I know mm-hmm. you're not here to you know hear me talk about my my gains, right? And and what my upper body looks like right now. But there's a certain sense where I feel like I've almost like grown into this like into this space that is presented in virtual form right where now hmm. i'm at a point where like yeah i kind of do want to just get like oiled up and like go walk around you know 
shoulders back like on the beach right it's this really strange thing like i don't think if we'd recorded this a year ago that i would have i would have i would have basically echoed your sentiments like to a t most likely mm-hmm. right um yeah. where now it's like yeah like give me a you know a nice like lightweight uh, open weave linen suit maybe a silk shirt like i just got some uh some uh like brow line glasses like sunglasses i'm like yeah i like i could fit in here like i could do this you know um but that being said as an actual level like we're not 47 is not here because he certainly has the body right he certainly has like Mm -hmm. whatever maybe not like the mentality but he's there to work right and so there was almost this like i'm like i don't even want to work i don't even want to kill anybody which again huge hugely out of character for me right i i I just wanted to you know give 47 a break You know, let yeah. him enjoy. Let him get a little tan, man. He he is he's whiter than me, which is miraculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, that said, sorry to like bring this back to like mechanics and what people care about. I did appreciate the uh, the sort of Z level shenanigans that were going on. I feel like this is um, it was like an expansion of what we saw a little bit in Mumbai, maybe. Um, but like more uh, sort of liberally deployed within the scope of the level, like with the, uh, um, you know, because the buildings are up on, I, I don't know what you call those, like stilt pylons, you know, they're, they're raised mm-hmm. in like the cabanas and stuff. Yeah. And so you have this kind of fluid, like multiple, not super precisely defined Z levels, as opposed to the very like, you are on floor zero, you are on floor one, right? There's tons of open sight lines between them. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's, it's just like, it's, it, they were like, I feel like that was sort of the experimental dimension of this level. Mm-hmm. And, and I did enjoy that. It's a little jank, but um, I was like, Hey, that's cool. They were like trying something new, you know, on that last level. I appreciated that if nothing else. I think I'm, I think I aesthetically I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you. I think before I would have been, I think just through peer pressure alone, I would have been like, yeah, let's go to the beach. The beach is fun. Now I can't freaking stand the beach. Um, uh, I think, I think sand is annoying. I don't like being around salt water. It's worse than it gets everywhere. I would, I would much rather, I would much rather just be in skin dehydrating chlorinated water in a pool. But um, I, I also, I also think mechanically this level is, I think the sh- the the shenanigans you can find here if you take the time to discover them are kind of fun. But if you're not if you're not in this to sort of poke at the edges and see what you can find or like really go after some of the some of the more outlandish challenges it, it's it's not it's not it. Like I think I don't remember what I said last episode about this. I might, I don't even remember if I said it on record, but I think this is an, and I'm going to, this is probably going to spoil like the, the listing later. I think this is a more boring Sapienza. And, uh, with the exception of like two things that we'll probably go into a little bit later. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think like, one of the things like the the thing about Sapienza is there's a lot of like empty space, which I think there is here too. And it's like a lot of safe space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which again, there is here too. Most of the map you can walk around and no one will bother you in your basic, yep. you know, 47 disguise. Yeah. But also you won't encounter things to do most places. Right. Like there is just, you know, there's art there's level geometry but it's not like there aren't npcs having an interesting conversation most places you're not going to get a mission story or a mission opportunity or even like a cool trap it's just sort of like and here are a few more people sitting on the beach yeah just 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 kicking it that said some of the mission story stuff is actually really kind of wild and imaginative um in ways that I think are interesting. Some of them are kind of nothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. One of them, the water horse is like, okay, Stephen Bradley's an asshole who likes driving his ski-doo, but everyone hates when he drives his ski-doo because he just makes a mess. Right. So they took his keys away. Uh, give him his keys back. And then if you sabotaged it, he'll die. Yep. Okay. Uh, but then you have like the, the USB stick. which is just a bizarre saga 
feel like is that the one where you go a long long ways for very very little is that, I mean, is that the one it, on this it's been a have you so this is been a while since i've so, done my prep here <laughs> this is the one you have two different ends to this right it's like if you go to the sort of like the the manor as it were you know the, the you know the house of of um of williams you will hear all the like security staff being like oh shit there's this usb stick of mr williams that somebody stole we got to get it back and you can i you know use cameras to identify the thief and then go get it and return it and he promotes you right um, oh yeah that one okay but also on a different angle um when you first arrive ludmilla vitrova is like oh your cover identity is as like a jewel thief right um and sure she's like you. hey yeah, sure. she's like, hey, you're such a good thief. Why don't you go steal this USB stick? It's got a lot of very sensitive personal information of mine, and I just don't feel comfortable with it in Mr. Williams' hands. Um, I don't know exactly what is really on this USB stick, but if you give it to Vitrova, she then uses it to hack the computer of the CEO of Facebook? Which is bizarre. Yep. It's just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Uh, and then there's the whole thing with the CEO of Facebook, who's who's Jason Portman, who's the guy who wanted to be, um, you know, uh, Helmut Kruger, right? And tried to have the surgery oh, and yeah, it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Hokkaido, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is his third appearance here. Um, he's in another map, and now he's here. And now he's, like, on the phone trying to get his ex to like get back with him because in the wake of one of your targets, Stephen Bradley, like stealing a bunch of info from Facebook, he's getting sued and he's into a ton of trouble. So he's changing his name, but he want to make sure he doesn't lose his ex-girlfriend when he changes his name. And it's just, there is a very tangled web in one tiny corner of this map, this mostly empty map. Yep. that is just, very confusing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it also, sorry, there's like this, the the whole, uh, like, I, I forget what the thing is called, but like Facebook, um, mm-hmm. that whole drama is like the talk of the, um, the pool side, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of the NPC dialogue, or so there's at least some that I remember very distinctly. Um, is sort of related to this sort of unfolding drama of Portman, et cetera, right? Um, which kind of begs the question of like how valuable or complete the service is if like everyone else who's there, which is like a non-trivial amount of people, are able to immediately recognize you, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you would think that this would be a little more like compartmentalized or something, right? Like stay, dude, stay in your cabana, right? Like, don't let people know that you're at the identity wipe facility. I don't know. It might it might complicate the whole identity wipe process, but you know. Yeah. Well, and also like, he's he's here because he's in a ton of trouble because someone stole a bunch of his data and like doxed a bunch of of Facebook customers, and the person who did that is Stephen Bradley, who is now changing his identity for him, and he doesn't know that. I mean, it's a good business model. You got to respect it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Jason Portman's going to be back in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to become a repeat customer for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're offering a platform, right? It's a service, right? You're <laughs> mm-hmm. buying into, right? It's not a one and done. It's not a product. This is an investment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, though, I guess maybe that won't happen because um, as part of this whole scheme with the Trova stealing portman's data like hacking his computer uh she promises uh bradley that they're going to quote nuke every hospital and criminal record in the u.s which is a big that's a big swing this is like dr evil level ambition (laughs) (laughs) and somehow way less ability to execute (laughs) i mean she needs to she's like I know where the USB, like, she even, she hires you to steal the USB key, right? Yeah. Of course. She already has it. The thief works for her, and the thief can't figure out how to leave the building. Yep. You're not ready for this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
But again, <sighs> if you look at like her trajectory thus far, she's kind of just like failed up, right? True, true. I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So, who's to say, really? I mean, I, I, obviously you kill her, so you put it at that. <laughs> but like, you know, it could have yeah. been a big break. You don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe this this one would have just worked out and no one would have gotten in her way. Um, it's, it's weird to imagine sometimes just because it gets so extra because they don't want you to ever feel guilt about killing someone. Like, it is so often the case that when you get to them, their next last plan is like su- such, a, such an escalation of their <laughs> yeah. evil that it's like the world where you don't step in is Batman the animated series, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> this game. <laughs> this game. <laughs> this game. Uh, yeah. I, I also, so one thing I always feel like you've been better at this than me, Ty, but like I found this besides like the mission stories and a few like challenge things. I found this place kind of boring to, like, improvise in. You know, I so again, like, I, I was not as thorough as I normally am, and this, like, the, the big push for prep for this was months ago, so I'm, I'm in the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I felt like I had freedom to do basically whatever I wanted, but because uh, like you kind of you guys have sort of already alluded to it right like there's there's so much safe space and then there's just such an abundance of cover like the the tropical foliage right Mm -hmm. um basically allows you to just pretty casually just pick people off get anywhere you want to go um it's like they they just like don't even care right like that's not uh, that's not going to be like a limiting factor i guess so i don't know i mean it also feels like i mean like Given the size of the level, it's like, you know how there are like some like action movies or whatever where they end up inside Big Ben, right? And there's the iconic like, oh, all these gears interlocking. And that's sort of like, I think of that as a good representation of like, oh, the various systems that are firing in the background on a Hitman level, right? Yeah, sure. Um, And it's kind of, this level is kind of like if you got in there and there were kind of just two really big gears. And you're like, oh, okay. You like yeah. it's hard to do a domino effect on this level because there's like so much space where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, I feel again. This is the, my memory might be fuzzy on here, but there, those two gears don't even actually interact, really. Mm, yeah. Right, like you can do whatever you want in the juice bar area with tech guy, and that doesn't escalate. That doesn't do anything. Like you could, you could even have things go south. You can like trigger like a response and i don't think it locks down the compound mm-hmm. i don't know I that, mean, again that, that, don't quote me on that exactly like if you if you really really screw it up but like the the areas feel very discreet the uh the um the area where you kind of enter into the level with the the like public bar and all of that stuff that's more like you know uh things happen there if you like you know get caught dragging a body or whatever but um the like tech bros little like island over on one side and then the like compound over on the other are like totally discreet from what i when i got the usb key i was like i'm gonna do the the twofer right so i turn it into williams and he's like you did a great job and then i open his safe and grab it and as i do that he turns around he's like what the fuck are you so i shoot him and then like it was a silenced pistol i'm fine except for right then the door opens right and someone else steps in and they're like, what the fuck? And I end up having to shoot like seven people to get out of there. And then I just go deliver it to Ludmilla because she has no idea about what's happening. Yeah, half of yeah, the exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, just just strange. I don't know. I mean, it, there's also sort of the feeling of like Hitman 3, they 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 um, published on their own Hitman 2. They did with, I want to say, WB Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they really had some push and pull with WB over what they were able to put out. They promised when they sold the game, it included a pass for the two levels as DLC they were going to do. So they had to put out two things or that was fraud, right? That yeah. was, you know, whatever. Um, but I would not be surprised if WB was like, ship it. I don't fucking care if it's not like in a good, just ship it. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think of the last two levels as part of Hitman 2, which I know is ridiculous because they are official and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But based on like when I put my huge like gameplay spike into the game, they weren't part of it. So right. in that sense, I have really deflated expectations for these levels. They're just like some strange bonus. And I, I did enjoy both of them significantly more than the Cypher levels, right? Which we're going to talk about uh, next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe that'll yeah. change. So I'll replay them. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. so I'm, uh, I'm fine with it. Um, but again, I, I almost don't treat them. They're like semi-canon or like they're, it's, it's whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're, I mean, they, the bank level is fantastic though. It, it actually is good though. In fairness. Yeah, I, yeah. I think with, even with, even with the bank level being like, a, I, I agree with six, this, this one just doesn't feel, there's something that just doesn't feel proper about it. But even with New New York being such a, a cool idea and a cool level. Um, these don't, these feel like side stories. They feel like oh, 47. Mm. They feel like 47, just taking a job to pay the bills almost. And it, it's funny because they're like ridiculously plot centric, right? Like they even do the thing where, so there are three targets on this level after you kill two, a storm rolls in yeah. while you're going after the third target. It's like they lean into it so hard about how important and dramatic this is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which for the record kills me because <laughs> this, the, the entire premise for the, like the story in this level specifically is completely absurd. Right. I forget who two of the like big families are, but the one that sticks uh, in my head um, as someone who, you know, for the last 13 years or whatever, has lived in New York and as someone who, you know, has family going back to New Amsterdam colony, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the Stuyvesants, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> right, like, yeah. oh, you're, so you're telling me that they were, like, one of the most prominent and wealthy, like, power broker families for several centuries in America, right? But now it's like a secret thing that like, oh, they would be behind the Illuminati. That's like, that's like, oh yeah, the other family, it's the Rothschilds, you know? Like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I never saw that one coming. They're, now they're going to have to get new identities. Now that people are finally onto them. Like, are and you also, kidding me? Also, like, I mean, I can't, I feel like I can't say too much, but the way they handle this new identity stuff in Hitman 3, I feel like for one of the three, they kind of do something. And for the other two, they're just like, oh, yeah, they're just here. Kill them. It's like, <laughs> didn't yep. they get new identities? I don't know. Uh, it, it just, it, I just, I, it like, it, it just kind of boggles them. Like, again, if, if it was like, you know, John Smith, the, the unknown guy, you're like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Like, we finally found mm-hmm. him. Right. Mm-hmm. But for them to be so prominent, it's just like, dude, this doesn't work. Like, it's just, does, this does not cohere like conceptually right which is Mm -hmm. fine like it's still cool hitman level i go bang 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 and then i get out and fly away in a plane or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but um when they they try to like like again as you said like really play up the like uh the stakes of the story and it's oh man it's like all coming down to this i'm like bro please please stop i think i just think i just i just i just think that there's a there's a long game that we might be missing here um Hitman Three isn't that long. No, no, I'm, I, I know. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's endless now with Freelancer. Um, that's true. That's true. So, but what? What? I think that all of the levels across the trilogy are all extra in their own lovable ways. Uh, some of them hateable, but couple. I think that I think that we are missing the detail that eventually after I know I was taking a break and working on a, on a James Bond game, there's going to be, I feel like there's, there's going to be another uh, revitalization of Hitman as a franchise. And I just think it's going to be Jason Portman as the big bad. <laughs> like he's, he's out here. Act- <laughs> he's ties act- over it. Ties through their phone. <laughs> Jason Portman is out here, Mr. Magooing all over the place, you know, empowering. He's Jason Portman is just going to be Kaiser Soze at this point. What? Okay. What if as, as Jason Portman, it's like 
the game becomes you're playing as Jason Portman and you don't kill anyone. What you do is you put you create circumstances where 47 will. Right. Yeah. You're like you invite the target out to dinner and they're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason. I, I Jason as as Portman all- is the dungeon master. <laughs> as, as long as they also include like a dating sim like aspect of the game, like between levels. Right. Oh, that, even that's better. Very even better. You're getting okay, yeah. Every every between every level, you're getting uh, affection points for Stacy, your ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason Portman and Miss Burnwood go out to dinner, and all of a sudden, Forty Seven is super conflicted about it. <laughs> but it it doesn't work out because he tries to pay in crypto, and then he picks a restaurant <laughs> that doesn't accept his crypto wallet as payment, so he can't. He has to like dine and dash. I don't know. Um, also never, he's like he's like out, he's like listen you're the you're you're a big important lady do you think you could possibly take care of this restraining order that someone has on me <laughs> and she's like mm, this is a red flag <laughs> swipe left <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking i i'm genuinely i, I just like kind of want to know so like what were the edges that it, you made it sound like you had kind of poked out of this level where things kind of like got interesting for so uh basically the there are a couple of challenges that i really really like uh i i like making the ghost pirate ship happen i think that's cool i think the fact that that's buried in there is like oh this is in a level that's pretty yeah it's I mean, by comparison to everything that has come before, it's kind of a wet fart to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But having like all of a sudden you 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 shoot enough skulls on the island and then kill two targets, storm comes and then a ghost pirate ship shows up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they obviously what? had way too much fun just with the pirate assets in general, which I totally respect. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, all right, guys, we go, we got to figure out a way to like make yeah. this useful. I mean, we're we're in an island pirates have to happen it's a rule uh it's like calling Uh, it when you're a child um i don't feel like this is a spoiler the one dlc level they've well it was free so not dlc but the one like post game level they've added to hitman 3 so far is a pirate island (laughs) (laughs) but uh i i i think that if you push at that edge i think that was kind of fun um and because I didn't know this prior to uh, Six talking about it on a prior episode, but using the briefcase, the the Mark II briefcase, the heat sinking briefcase, mm-hmm. the fact that that can still happen is kind of, I like that a lot. It's, re- well, it's really cool to me. Um, but that does not a great level make, really. Well, and... It's also kind of funny because since you mentioned it, like, uh, like there are some, I, I don't know how much to attribute this to the level. There are two really fantastic and interesting unlockables for this one from Mastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of them is the Seeker one, which is a silenced pistol that when you shoot someone makes them emetic poisoned. Yeah. Which is incredibly good and also just really fun to mess with, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um. And then also the emetic gas grenade, which I've told this trick before, but I will remind folks, okay, what you do is you pack it in a a briefcase, you take it out of the briefcase, you put it back in. That means you're now, you have the mine in the briefcase, but you are holding the detonator separately. You can equip it, walk up to someone, hit the detonator, emetic gas will come out of your briefcase, won't affect you, and no one is at all suspicious. And you can just walk around emitting emetic gas like an aura. It's broken. That's awesome. I didn't know that. It's really That's powerful. That's dope. Oh, my goodness. So. For, for the uh, Nurgle playthrough of Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's, almost, so, yeah, it's like, sure it's like becoming before. the Wicker Man in Colorado, except people don't, you know, yeah. people don't start on and, fire. <laughs> And I think that thing is uh, is level five unlock, so probably you already have it. You don't even need to go back and do more challenges. Yeah. Um. Yeah, <sighs> I haven't had an opportunity to play with the uh, the emetic gun yet. Like I I unlocked it I think fairly recently. Like when I sort of came back to this level to do uh, a second round of prep before we actually recorded, I like just unlocked it. So I haven't actually taken it for a spin on any other level. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think I've equipped it at all. Um, but yeah, I was kind of, I don't know. Um, I, I always have like mixed feelings, right, about things that grant you so much freedom. Like it's super cool. And I'm the type of person who will ultimately use it, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, hey, what if I like could get this result? Like without being tied to the set points, you know, like the little set piece interactions of like how to make this thing happen. Um, mm-hmm. It's this. It's the same like degree of freedom as when you turn into Helmet Kruger, right? You can just like walk wherever you want, all over the map, just doing whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's awesome. It's cool. Um, if anything, I'm glad they included it as I think it's like level 15 off the top of my head. Whatever. It's it's like a decently high level unlock on the final DLC um, level of the game um so it it again at least for most people playing through i mean yeah i guess you could sprint to it if you really wanted to but it's not the kind of thing that's going to really heavily distort people's like natural kind of organic experience of playing it's more it's more like the victory lap Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it's in that context that i'm totally cool with it but yeah it's it's that kind of power is like i i wouldn't have wanted that like i i would not have I would not have had as much to say about the annoying mechanics of a bunch of other levels if I could have just had that thing from day one. So, sure, you know, sure. I've been holding myself back and not using it very much, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, honestly, I mean, that's, that's probably all I have to say. I don't know about, about what did, what do people think of the actual uh, pirate escalation? I like. I thought it was fun enough. It's the only escalation that exists, right? Right. It's the yeah. It's the one where it's like, oh, you're a pirate. You know, kill people with a sword and get the map for the treasure. And it's like, you know, this is fun. It's all right. Yeah. I think, yeah. So. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I mean, I was. I think it provided more smiles than laughs. But yeah, I'm. I, I'm in agreement with you, six. Yeah, I think for me it was a good test. Um, like. <laughs> Because I I made the comment like oh there's a lot of open and safe spaces on this map right and like mm-hmm. one of the way one of the reasons I know that is I think you only have to kill eight people like eight hostiles uh, with mm-hmm. the sword each time you know on each stage of the escalation but knowing me right I didn't stop at eight nor did of course, I of course. nor did I uh, you know accept the judgment of you know oh they have to be a security guy or whatever right and naturally running around in the pirate outfit with your rapier or whatever saber. Um, you're hostile, right? And so it right. was, it forced me to do like a flavored violence run, basically. And I sort of enjoyed, I enjoyed the limitation because normally when I'm doing an ultra violence run, I use weapon or I, I use firearms, right? Um, and so right. I restrained myself to only using the sword and killing every NPC on the map, right? Which was honestly kind of tricky um, a little bit, but it was really at that point that I came to appreciate how generous uh, this level is um, with the space and how easy it is to lose people. Um, mm-hmm. But also like how finicky those Z levels are by the cafe where it's like, it actually is like seven different levels and like all this stuff. Um, but in the path thing gets really funny when you have like, when you trigger the whole map hostile to you um, in those spaces, like where the guards path to. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a very, it was a very Thai core uh, escalation. Right. So I, I have to I had to bring it up. I had to give it props because I like stupid, silly violence in my sure. hitman. And I guess it gave me that with that without any fuss. Right. Nothing yeah. else. No, no speed running, no technique, just stupid fun. Yeah, I think it was I think it was solid. I think like, you know, at, at, like I, I brushed it off. Like I go into at this point, unfortunately, I feel like I go into escalations like ready to be bored. And that flavors me against them, so, like, so, like t- biases me against Don't them get a me little wrong, bit. Dude, it's definitely not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm just saying for sure, the, sure. the a certain type of enjoyment that I derive from these games and a certain way that I tend to play them. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm a pirate. I'm gonna kill yeah. everyone as a pirate. Mm-hmm. Yar. Well, do we want to do some rankings then? I'm going to pass on the rankings because I don't have the list pulled up because I'm on my phone and Discord will not... My, my computer is totally knocked out, so I won't be able to see my existing ranking and fit it in. Uh, can you use uh, Google Docs? Because I, I shared a, a new link to a more accessible version. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you go ahead and I'll see what I can do. 
Okay, well, we're going to do this alphabetically. So, Matthew, you're first. Okay, I am not doing any changes, and I am going to put... I'm actually going to put um, Haven Island uh, below Sapienza. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you did say it was a worse Sapienza. Yeah. I think, like, I think I put it there because ultimately Sapienza, as boring as that level is to play, that level does have life, things to do. There's there's a certain mm-hmm. vitality to it. Whereas, whereas in Haven Island, as we've said a couple of times, like the 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 the, the cogs don't interact. The two mm-hmm. the two major spaces are so separate that you can absolutely set one on fire, and the other one will never figure it out. Whereas I think you could probably start something in one section of Sapienza and all of a sudden people will follow you all over the map and then that'll piss everybody else off everywhere. All right. So do you want to read your closing list for uh, for there's no way any of the sniper maps are going to like comparing them to these is just stupid. So oh, no. We'll, yeah. No, I, we'll talk. I, we'll compare them to each other, but we won't put them on this list. Yeah. Um, no, snipers are not making this list. <laughs> but uh, um, do you want to give your closing last list for Hitman so, 2? So as of the end of Hitman 2, uh, my lists are uh, Marrakesh, because you can drop a moose, Colorado. Hokkaido, Whittleton Creek, Paris, Miami, Isle of Scale, Columbia, New York, Hawks Bay, ICA, Bangkok, Outer Space, Outer Space, Outer Space, Sapienza, Haven Island. (laughs) Outer Space is technically interpretation. I believe originally you just said space, 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 but you know, I decided to turn them into locations. I am going to leave it for the possibility of we get Hitman in space at some point oh i mean you know by four you would expect that right i, I mean they're doing a bond game moonraker yeah. took place in space maybe Who please knows? please don't remind anyone of moonraker that's a cruel <laughs> thing to do fair. fair i i i told i told my spouse about moonraker and like i don't know like some clip of it like came on and cat didn't believe me they're like it was real they like no this this existed this this was this was an actual james bond movie it happened yeah with the outfits i sorry we don't need to go into this but uh <laughs> yeah it's it, 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 it's real i will just say i feel that moonraker's positive donation to at least video game culture is the fact that in the n64 game goldeneye for 00, sure 007 you can have you could you could have a laser gun on the temple and make that laser gun shoot paintballs it's great the only, the only problem is if you play that actual single player level with that that level fucking sucks oh that no 100 100 percent. like going back to but, like everyone who loves that game they love the multiplayer because i don't i know i think this i we covered it recently on a podcast mm-hmm. like we played through it all again i think that is like maybe the only level i was that in streets the one when you're in the tank are like the only two levels where i'm like this is bad the others it's like no this is all still good is my opinion, but and I um, haven't played it since then. So, but, but that's a, a, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, boy, I'm making some changes to my list. Um, yeah, I'm okay. All uh, uh, uh. right, my closing list for Hitman Two: Best to Worst, Paris, Whittleton Creek, Hokkaido. Marrakesh, Miami, New York, Colorado, Island of Scale, and after this we get into levels that I'm like, mm, about a bit. Uh, Mumbai, Hawks Bay, Columbia, ICA Training Facility, Sapienza, Haven Island, and Bangkok, because Haven Island at least doesn't have a building with two floors with a roof I have to run across 7,000 times. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, I'm... I'm just gonna go buck wild here. Um, this is, I'm gonna oh, regret okay. this, but no, okay. I won't because okay. I don't care. Um, okay, you can tell it's been a long winter. 
and I I am ready. I'm ready for the sun. Um, it's calling to me. So okay. we're going to go with Colorado, Paris, Marrakesh, Miami, Whittleton Creek, Columbia, Isle of Scale, New York, Sapienza, Hokkaido, Haven Island. Wait, did I do Mumbai already? Uh, I lost track, to be honest. Okay. Well, Mumbai, if I haven't already. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, Hawks Bay, Bangkok, ICA. So I reshuffled a good bit in there. You did. Um, you did. Uh, I will have to, in the edit, I am. I was rewriting these lists on the fly. Um, ties is enough of a change that I'll have to listen closely on the edit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I totally might have skipped one. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a certain... I'm like, yeah, dude, Miami seems actually pretty nice. I think I want to go there, too. You know, especially now getting into F1, you know, like I could mm. I could do that fit. Um, yeah. You know, the little the little uh, polo with the with the nice tight sleeves. I'm like, yeah, I could I could see that. I could I would I would have a nice afternoon at Miami. Miami is um, all and right. It's a pretty good level. But yeah, the priorities are getting so skewed. I'm finding my way into F1 as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but right. I. Netflix is uh, doing its work, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're Team Alonso in this household. So <laughs> nice. I haven't picked a team yet, but I try to watch races and get a feel of it. Uh, I did. I just noticed Mumbai is not on my list. Oh, so where are you oh. putting it? So I think I am going to put it right above Bangkok. Okay. Wait, then that means. Hmm. I feel like. Ta- hmm. No, I think we're fine. Actually, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Well, anyway, what I'm going to do. So next time we are doing the sniper assassin missions. Yes. I'm also going to talk some. Uh, Matthew, you should feel free. I mean, Ty, you should feel free to, but I bet you won't want to, given what I'm going to say. Uh, going to do a little bit of discussion of the freelancer mode they've added. Yes, I need uh, to. I I was waiting for the panel here to start to engage with that before I did. So, mm-hmm. if if wait, uh, is this a, is this a new Hitman Three thing? Yeah, yeah. So okay, um, oh, this is great. We get to we get to explain it because we should explain it for the folks as well. Um, the reason you shouldn't play it, Ty, is because it also includes uh, Hitman Three levels. It is a roguelike mode. Okay. Um, where it has like randomized contracts, um with special criteria and you buy and find new equipment and you build out a safe house and there are a bunch of unlockables and it's a whole thing. Um, it's, it's fairly ambitious. I had some significant problems with it when I first played it. Um, they have made some tweaks and also sometimes I just need a little space from my initial impressions to give it another shot. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean like there's stuff where it's like, I, I just to give a brief view, the best time I had was when I went to do one of the like basically boss fights of it because there are like minor contracts and like more important ones. And one of the mission complications was that the um, target had a couple of special bodyguards who were not marked as enforcers, but knew who I was and were hunting me down actively. That's fun. That's dope. Yes. Okay, so can I ask though? So why are we going to yes. discuss this with the sniper? Because I feel like given that it's a sort of late it's like a post game to hitman 3 it -hmm. feels like honestly if we're gonna if we're gonna do this chronologically as we have been that that should be the final that should be the final episode on its own i don't um, feel like we'll have enough to say right i I, if 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 you want to do that if 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 both of you think that's a better way to go i'm happy to do that um i was thinking of squeezing it in because i feel like our next episode is going to be kind of a light variety episode almost yeah right um and that i don't think we're going to have so much to say because it is the same levels over again with most of their identifying characteristics ripped out right so I don't feel like I feel like it's going to be like talking about how well the mode works as a mode, but it isn't going to be a 45 minute, 30 minute, probably even 15 minute conversation. Sure. Yeah, I, I feel like and again, I, I'm the one saying this without having played this at all. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be more of like a I mean, yeah, it's going to be less about like, here's the mechanics or here's ones that I found interesting. And it's going to be more like a philosophical discussion of like, um, what does Hitman look like? 
when you sort of de-clockwork, right, the the sort of like clockwork, like at a game, right? Because mm. that, that's sort of like how we think about these levels, right? We think about it in terms of enemy path timings. We think about it in terms of like windows that are created and like little like spatial and temporal windows of improvisation, right, mm. that are created by these set things, right? And, the, and what mm. makes them good is that the designers are you know, good about like setting them in a certain way, right? And so we're like, well, what happens if we fundamentally alter like the the sort of nature of Hitman, right? Where you randomize it and some of it isn't going to make sense. And like some of it like isn't, right? Like what does the game even look like at that point? And I feel like to me, that seems like a, a cool way to sort of like put a capstone on the series as we've taken in, after we've taken in the whole thing, like does this even make sense once we remove like what has been up to that point like the like central element to like what kind of game this is um does mm, it even is this even hitman like identifiably like in what way is it is it not and then like what do we think about it again this this, this is like from my like thirty thousand foot of just learning about this for the first time sort of in the vaguest terms but um also maybe selfishly it's like i would kind of like to participate in the discussion and i won't be able sure. to you know but um yeah we can we can decide this and we can decide this off stream um for sure um but, I mean, listen. I I am I am perfectly happy doing that. I have managed to not talk about it for months already. Um, I am not that chomping at the bit. I think it's interesting, but it is not like it isn't like I went to go see a hot new movie and I have to tell everyone the after credit scene. I'll be fine. okay. 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 Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm I'm yeah I'm happy either way. So <clears throat> you're just happy. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I I feel like I use the word glad a lot, right? Like I'm glad to be here. Happy? Mm. <laughs> Not an emotion I feel a lot. I, uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's it for for this episode. Ty, tell me you're still safe. Tell me that social media hasn't gotten to you yet. No, no, I'm uh still still anonymous. Uh, you can't find me. I'm very well hidden. Although I'm telling you, if you if you take a highway to the center of this country, you can find me in real life and tell me I'm wrong about stuff, which I totally am. I would love to hear that. Um, but yeah, um, see you see you next month or whatever. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Life permitting. <laughs> yeah, life permitting. Uh, Matthew, what about you? Uh barely present on social media anymore uh i still i still tweet every so often but i'm mostly on co-host co-host.org slash infinite das rewind that's where i'm at you can come there and yell at me for whatever because i probably have earned it somehow yeah, a lot of a lot of self-effacing going on. I, you know, <laughs> it's it's been it's been a it's been a weird few months. But also, okay. I should say, I do I am fortunate enough to still co-host a couple other podcasts. One is called Free Reeling It, where my buddy Jesse and I talk about movies. Another one is called Trivial Merit, where my friend Caroline and I make playlists of artists and or styles of music, eight songs long, to get us from a negative headspace to a positive one. Yeah some some good work that that my friends do check it out uh if you want to yell at me get fucked you suck i'm just trying to counteract the energy around here i don't actually probably hate you um probably but no um i'm on twitter at six detmar s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r and uh i keep my dms open um so anyone can message me and you know probably you're not going to be as bad as most of the messages i get which are not abuse. They're mostly just people being like, you know, just, uh, do you want to work at Amazon? I've got a part-time job for you. Will you give me crypto? Or most oh, of yeah, them. them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I Damn accept you any messages. <laughs> <laughs> um, I accept any messages. Uh, you got to let anything, let me know anything about this or any other Scanline show. You want to get a question on the air or something? We can, we can do that. Uh, but until next time, folks, I will leave you to prepare. <laughs>